ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. To the case now that's gripped the nation and cast a shadow over what is usually a time of celebration for Australia's LGBTIQ plus community. Late yesterday, New South Wales police found what they believe are the remains of missing couple Jesse Baird and Luke Davies, who disappeared from a Paddington townhouse more than a week ago. Senior Constable Beau Lamar Condon has been charged with killing the pair. Sally Rawsthorne is a crime reporter with the Sydney Morning Herald and she joins us now. Sally, thanks for joining us. Good morning. This is a heartbreaking case. Can you take us through what police believe happened now to Jesse Baird and Luke Davies? Oh, isn't it awful? It's just so upsetting. I really, really feel for their families. Um, what police say happened is last Monday, Monday last week, so really not last Monday, the Monday before, um, there was some sort of dispute at the Paddington townhouse that Jesse Baird lived at. Where he was there, as police say, as was his boyfriend, his new partner, Luke, and there was some sort of incident with Bo, police are going to allege in court, that's what they'll have to prove. They're going to say that they, that a police firearm, a, a police-issued Glock was was fired and there was a lot of blood. They came to the crime scene um, on the Wednesday after a worker at um, Club Cronulla in the Sutherland Shire in Sydney found um, some belongings in a, bit, in a skip bin there covered in blood, a mobile phone, a wallet, some things that should obviously not have been in the skip. So he's called police. Police have seen that, found, figured out who they belong to and gone to the townhouse in um, Paddington immediately where they found this a lot of blood, they say. Um, and from there it was became this desperate hunt to find Luke and Jesse. Um after a couple of days, it became, oh, sorry, later that day, it became apparent that they were actually looking for a third person too. And then that third person was a serving New South Wales police officer, Bo Lamar Condon. And since then, Bo uh, has been arrested. He was arrested on Friday morning when he handed himself in at Bondi Police Station. And then over the weekend, he wasn't speaking to police until uh, yesterday, where he got obtained legal counsel, spoke to the homicide squad, and revealed the location where police will allege that their bodies were found uh, yesterday afternoon. How did the investigation then lead to the property outside Goulburn? Is that because of what uh, the, the man who's been charged told them? Well, there was actually a search on Sunday in this pro- in a different property in the same area, an area called Bungonia, which is pretty small. It's a bit of a one-horse town. And there was a search on a, an adjacent farm that uh, police divers were there on Sunday and Monday, but didn't find anything. Um, then after this, after Bola Marcondon got this legal advice and spoke to the homicide squad, they were back down to Bungonia at a neighbouring property where they will allege that the bodies were eventually found in surfboard bags. New South Wales police are also reviewing a system that they say allowed Lamar Condon to access his service firearm, even though he he wasn't on duty. How do they say he was able to do that? That's right. So there's a system that New South Wales police and their counterparts around the country do called user pays, which is where police officers, particularly junior ones, often pick up an extra shift on a weekend or when they're not working or whatever with um, a paying organisation. So usually that's a protest. Sometimes it's a music festival. Sometimes it's traffic work, that kind of thing where people need a police presence um, and are happy to pay for it, uh, people as in the organisation. And police say that Bo had his uh, service weapon out, checked out in ahead of the, there was a Palestinian protest in the city on the weekend that he was supposed to be doing a user pay shift at, but never turned up to. Um, 
what police say is that he took his firearm home with him and then checked it back in after the alleged shootings, after Luke and Jesse were allegedly dead, then returned it to a police gun safe. Wow. Um, uh, there's yeah, it's this, pretty full on, isn't it? It is. This whole story is really disturbing. Um, the New South Wales Police Commissioner has faced criticism for how aspects of this case have been handled. She says she has the Premier's support. Are the criticisms valid? You're right in saying that she has faced criticisms. I think that probably a criticism of her use of the expression it was a crime of passion is probably pretty fair. At a press conference yesterday morning, I think it was yesterday morning, I've sort of lost track, it's been a busy week or so, um, she described the alleged attack on the the two men as a crime of passion, which led to people sort of criticising her for using that outdated expression for what is ultimately a domestic violence murder because Bo is alleged to have been the former partner of Baird in some capacity. Um, yesterday afternoon, she apologised for her use of that particular phrase. She said it was just she was just trying to uh, differentiate it from a gay hate crime. She was trying to explain to people that that's not what happened. Um, I think that having apologised for it is probably a good step. Um, she's also faced criticism for not having been present enough Um Obviously, this is an extremely high-profile, extremely disturbing case given the involvement of a police officer, and there has been significant criticism of her for failing to front the media earlier on. She in, uh, defended that criticism again yesterday. She said she was in Senate uh, in budget estimates all day on Friday. Um, on Saturday, she was at a community event and sort of hit out of the media saying, why weren't you there? Um which, to my knowledge, we weren't aware of, so that makes it pretty hard to go. Um, and then yesterday, then she gave a statement on Sunday and then made, did two press conferences on Tuesday. So I think that she's probably trying to make up there for a bit of lost time. Yeah, and, and obviously there is there are still questions about uh, the broader handling going on. Of course, uh, this weekend is the Mardi Gras Festival and the police have also been in a dispute, have they not, about whether they should march? Where is that at? That is uh, exactly right. There has been a lot going on. Um, in terms of the issue of whether or not police will participate in Mardi Gras, it is expected that there's going to be a compromise reach where police won't be able to wear their uniform while they march. They won't have any sort of police paraphernalia, but they'll be still be allowed to contribute and participate as an organisation. Um, whether or not that actually comes off remains to be seen. There's, some, I think, pretty hard-line views both ways on the Mardi Gras board, so time will tell what happens with that one. Mm. But regardless of whether there's a police float or not, there will be a large police presence, as there always is, for the safety of everyone participating. Yeah. Sally, thank you. Thank you. Sally Rawson is a crime reporter with the Sydney Morning Herald, and you're listening to ABC RN Breakfast. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.